Annandale Cardinal Cut-Ins, brought to you by David Bird, State Farm Insurance. Stop into their office right on Main Street in downtown Annandale. And also, the Homestyle Country Cafe, right on Highway 55 in Annandale. Stop in for a fabulous home-cooked meal. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy Wheeler here with KRWC Radio. I am sitting here with Annandale football head coach Matt Walter. This is part of our new item that we're featuring for our listeners called Cardinal Cut-Ins, where we're going to be featuring some stuff from the Annandale football team this year. We'll be having interviews with Coach Walter during the week that'll be airing, as well as make sure to tune in Friday night as part of the Bison football game. You're going to be catching quarter updates from the Annandale Cardinals game, as well as post-game wrap-up that'll air over the course of the weekend as well. So, Coach, thank you very much for sitting down with me here today. Now, I understand you just had a scrimmage over this last weekend. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, how it went and maybe some of the things you learned about your team? Yeah, uh, thanks for having us, Jeremy. It, it went great. It was fun. Just see the kids go at it again and some contact. We don't hit live at practice at all for the last two weeks. You know, it's all dummies or, um, you know, we, what we call thud, nothing live. So it was kind of fun yesterday to watch the kids get after a little bit. You know, it was funny. I don't think I slept real well last night. Usually after two weeks, you kind of think you know where your team's at. But with all the mistakes and things that you see once you start hitting, I feel like we're starting over again, which we do every year with the scrimmage. But it went really well. I thought the first scrimmage against Painesville, you know, maybe a little bit of passive. We lost 15 seniors from last year's team, and all 15 of those kids started for us. You could tell the juniors and the sophomores that were on the field for us just had to get used to acclimated with the speed of the game. But as the day went along, um, I thought we got better and better. And towards the end of the scrimmage against Zimmerman, I thought we played really, really well and, and actually took it to them a little bit. And they're a big 4A school. Um, so it was great. It was great for our kids to get some contact with other kids. It was great for us as coaches to kind of see what we need to focus in on this week so we can get ready for Albany. Fantastic. Now we're talking about practice has been going on for the, for the last two weeks. has been official practice. But a lot of these kids have been working all summer long. Can you talk about some of the, the off-season programs and some of the great things that the players have been working on and, and getting better doing that way? Yeah, high school sports are a 24-7 job now. It's kind of funny. It used to be you had separate seasons. You really don't have that anymore. Our kids live year-round. In the summertime, we bring day one fitness in. Um, the trainers from St. John's University come down, and, and our kids work out with them for 10 weeks, three days a week, so 30 sessions. So that's been great for our program. We've done that the last two years. We throw twice a week um, during the summertime with seven-on-seven, so all of our quarterbacks, receivers, D-backs, you know, linebackers get um, passing routes in and, and defending the pass. And every Sunday we go to Buffalo and uh, compete in their seven-on-seven leagues. We're busy during the during the summertime with football. Fantastic, and all that. Obviously, the goal to to improve over last year. We we mentioned we don't want to bring it up much, but last season ended not not the way that anybody was really hoping it to end. But as you mentioned, we we have to learn from our mistakes, and we're not doomed to uh, to repeat them. Uh, starting over the season, much like we did last year, uh, starting against Albany. This time we get to to open at home uh, against the Huskies. Tell me what what do you know about Albany? What uh, you mentioned that going into week one you're a little bit blind. How do you how do you prepare and get ready for Albany so that on Friday night we're ready to walk off the field with the W? You know, I think the first thing we try to do this week is take care of ourselves. You know, we look what we did in the scrimmage time and try to correct our mistakes as far as footwork, alignment. Um, you know, missed tackles, things like that, little things that's going to get us better. You go blind because you don't get any tape. Every other week you get two games of films of teams that you're playing. Week one, it basically goes off what you saw last year. We know Albany lost 22 seniors. We know they're going to be a little bit uh, young coming in. They're stud running back, um, linebacker, Gabe. I'm certain he's back. So, I mean, we know a little bit about him from last year. But we're going to try to take care of ourselves. To me, week one is you can't turn the ball over. Early in the season, you see a lot of fumbles. 
You mentioned last year's game against Moore. We had six turnovers in the game. We dominated the game yardage-wise, but turnovers kill you. I always think week one, the team that turns the ball over the least has a huge advantage in the game. And then we know always going to be physical. You, they play at a fast pace. They, they run the ball down your throat. Um, we know that. They're very aggressive on defense. They typically you know, blitz two or three kids in every play. Um, we're ready for that. We saw it last year. It's just a matter of the kids coming off the ball and, and getting up to speed at practice. We got to get to that tempo. We got to get the tempo that they're going to play off, so that, that they're going to play at. So on Friday night, it's not a surprise. Our kids used to it. They've seen it all week long. Should be a great game. It's a great game to open up with, a physical game. But at the end of the night, we should know where we're at as far as we can, if we can hold up against the Glencoes and the Dallinoles and the DC. So I think it's a good test for us. We're excited for it. The kids are ready to play. That's fantastic. And you bring up some of the some of the bigger schools in our our conference or our district. I guess it's called now. They don't do conferences for football. Uh, I know you've always preached that it's not necessarily about the, the result of the game, but it's getting better every week that you're working for those playoffs. How is it playing against some of those, those bigger schools, the, the Delanos, the Glencoes, the ones that are, are known for that success? How does that help prepare you throughout the season and into the postseason? You know, I think just the physicality that those schools play at. I know one advantage we've had in years past is our schedule has been a lot tougher than the, the teams that we play in our district. Well, they may have a better record than us going into the playoffs. Our kids are a lot more tested. You play the Downloads, you play the Glencoes, you don't get away with anything. There's no easy days. You have to have perfect steps. You have to be physical. You have to have an aggressive mindset. Um, some teams who play weaker schedules, you, te- you can get lazy. Your, your footwork's not as good. You're not as aggressive. You're pretty much going in and go, uh, no going in the game. You're going to win the game. We don't have that luxury. So we may not have the regular season record, but we always feel going to the playoffs that physically we're prepared against teams that are going to run the ball in bad weather, which you get in the playoffs. Most teams do that. Uh, we feel that we're always able to run the ball. I just think you get, as long as you don't get beat up. I mean, sometimes you play a tough schedule and you get beat up, and that, you know, that's really tough. You need your athletes on the field. But as long as you can stay healthy, I really think the tougher schedule is a huge advantage for you in the playoffs. I know Morris, Coach, he called me a couple weeks ago, and he's hoping Watertown doesn't play because if Watertown doesn't play week two against Glencoe, they actually have a bye that week from another team that can't play, and they want to play Glencoe because they feel that their schedule is not very strong, and they feel they need a tougher schedule to get ready for us and Spectrum in the playoffs. So it's kind of funny how that works. It is. Well, here's hoping that they don't get to play Glencoe. We'll keep those trade secrets over to, to ourselves in, in Annandale. Uh, you mentioned the athletes and getting getting our athletes ready. Obviously, we lost a lot of seniors last year. We got a great group coming in. As fans that are out there watching, who are some of the players that that you're expecting kind of a breakout season for? Who should fans be watching for on Friday night? Well, obviously with Peyton coming back this year, Peyton played four games last year, broke his leg. You know, he's a player, most athletic player, our most gifted player. Uh, he looks so good this year. He's got himself in great shape. You know, Paul Myers, I think a name you're going to hear at receiver for us. We lost Nick Beanick. Beanie catched 75 catches last year for 100, excuse me, for 1,050 yards, 12 TDs. And that's a handful to replace. I don't think one guy is going to replace all those numbers. But I think, you know, Paul Myers, a name that you're going to hear, along with Andrew Bowman at receiver and TJ Jock, who, you know, won three events or participated in three events of the state uh, track meet, um, Trevor Marquette. So I think we're not, we don't have the one guy, but I think we got three or four guys to fill that void. We lost Reed Rast, who's been a three year starter for us at running back. I think, again, it'll be a running back by committee with Jordan Picka, um, uh, Cam Howard, and rather than Ajelski, who's a sophomore, looked pretty good yesterday at the scrimmage. So I think a lot of these positions will be filled by committee, and uh, which is good. It'll give us a little bit more depth. And our biggest need on offense, we lost all five starters on the offensive line. We think we're going to be starting five seniors this year. That's what it looks like. So that's a little bit of an advantage. But as far as game experience, we're at zero. On Friday night, that's our week one. 
And defensively, we returned a few kids. Um, the Passions come back. Both of them had a little injuries last year, but played most of the season. So they'll play uh, inside linebacker and outside linebacker for us. Logan Jones, we moved from linebacker to safety. We have Cam Howard and Andrew Bowman both played in the secondary for us last year. Um, Daniel Luton and Cole Patch returning on the D-line for us. So we do have some experience on defense, which is good. Maybe a little small at linebacker, um, but you know, last year we were able to physically hold up with Albany, and we're hoping we can do that this year. Fantastic. I wanted to jump back to something you mentioned earlier, that the scrimmage was the first time of, of live hitting. And I know after talking to you in the past that uh, football is changing. I know that there was just something that came out earlier this week talking about um, some parents aren't don't want their kids to play football. Football's kind of got a little bit of a, a negative connotation with the, the concussions and stuff. Tell me a little bit about what you guys as coaches are doing basically to ensure the safety of the players. Yeah, it's amazing. I know back when I played, we hit live every day. It was funny. You know, we always talked about on Fridays when we were kids. We didn't want to hit during the game. We were so tired from hitting during the week. Football's not like that anymore. The practice is we could, we could basically go helmets and shoulder pads every single day because we never take a kid to a ground. Um, John, Jim Glardy, or John Glardy at St. John's, he was way ahead of the curve. And, you know, they used to always make fun of how St. John's practices. That's how you practice football now. You practice with helmets and shoulder pads on. You always have pads between kids. We bring out the high jump porta pits, and we tackle our kids up against the porta pits so they land on a you know three-foot soft surface so nobody's getting to the ground. The head's never involved in the contact anymore. Um, you just don't need the contact. And I don't think it's really affecting. I think it's made the game better. Kids have adjusted to it. I think coaches have adjusted to it. You kind of get rid. Of, you got to get rid of the old school mentality that oh, we're going to cause a turnover every time we hit the ball, and we're going to light the guy up. You know, it's more um, Seattle Seahawk and rugby style uh, tackling, which you put the head behind the ball carrier. I know when I was younger, growing up, it was always put your face mask on the football. But one thing they found out when you do that, the running back lowers their head or shoulder, and that's where you get those major collisions at. So I really do. The game has changed. I think it's changed for the better. Um, I think it's as safe as it's ever been. You know, it's funny. Every you go in any neighborhood, somebody has a trampoline. They're far more dangerous than it is to play high school football. And but everybody has a trampoline. Everybody is shying away from the game. I don't think there. Obviously, there's a concern for injury in anything that you do. I think as long as the coaches and the players are mindset of how they're playing the game and how they're teaching the game, you know, I think you're going to see a resurgence in the game. It's a great game. There's nothing like a Friday night. There's nothing like the team bonding you get in a football game. You can go play basketball, and there's five, six kids that play during the game. In a football game, there's 35 kids that are on the field during the game. I think it's just a great experience for the kids. I absolutely agree. Well, Coach, thank you very much for taking the time out to chat with me today. We're going to have more conversations with Coach Walter as we continue throughout the season. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat with some of his players and maybe a couple of his other coaches as well. Again, don't forget to stop in and check out the Cardinal Cut-Ins on Friday nights. Bison will be live on KRWC, but we'll have game updates with the Annandale Cardinals as well. Thank you for listening to Cardinal Cut-Ins. Sponsored by Truman Walters Power Sports. Located right off Highway 55 in Buffalo, your Can-Am and Sea-Doo specialists. And also by Lanto Store, located conveniently in French Lake. Make sure to tune in on Thursdays as KRWC hosts Coffee at Lantos.